what is going on baby nathan kennedy tnmp episode 42 what does a second wave mean for your money plus an extended q a hope you guys are doing well how y'all doing should have switched the order on that i don't care i'm out here it's my show i can do what i want <laughs> hope you're having a fantastic weekend my friends thank you so much for tuning into the show there are plenty of podcasts out there there's plenty of content out there and somehow you're listening to my voice so for that i am so so thankful as usual my friends any questions you guys have about the show today shoot me a message on instagram at the new money podcast also if you are listening on apple podcast i would really appreciate if you guys left some reviews i actually can't view the united states reviews until now i just figured out how to check those and so i saw a few more people were leaving american reviews so thank you americans god bless you i feel like i'm having a pretty good weekend myself just went out and got you know some some new uh some new clothes some new threads i got i got a few treats for myself you know fit into the budget so i'm feeling extra kind of spicy today and i really hope you guys are enjoying your weekend as well so today what i want to chat about is current events really it seems as though at least in canada a second wave is upon us so what does this mean for your money well it could mean a lot of things so let's just dive on in and i can explain and then after we're gonna do a little bit of an extended q a just answer some questions that have been in my mailbox that i haven't really got around to answering and we'll just kind of fire them all off it'll be pretty fun so let's just dive on into it baby so this pandemic never really went away but it seems to be back with a vengeance as case numbers and projections climb pretty much every day every time i look at least um you know the majority of people including myself are weary of another lockdown hopefully it doesn't come to that but it might and that's just something that we kind of have to live with and kind of have to accept as a potential possibility regardless of if you agree with it or not so in any case what implications does this have on your personal finances? Well, the first thing I think you should think about is what did you learn about your money the first time around? Did you learn what your true investment appetite is when shit is bad? So what do I mean by that? Well, if you've invested in some stocks or some exchange traded funds, index funds, things that, you know, I, that we talk about a lot here and, you know, you maybe thought you had a really, really large risk appetite. And what does that mean? You're able to stomach things when you know your portfolio gets cut in half, which for a lot of us, I mean, myself included, my portfolio pretty much got cut in half. And I realized I was totally okay with it because I had really, really drilled down that, you know, it's a long-term game and it's gonna bounce back and everything's gonna be okay if you're diversified and you're not, you know, in one stock that could literally go to zero, right? And so I feel like a lot of people really felt what it really means to be in a in a pitfall in something that falls off the cliff it's been for a lot of us uh, the first real real time unless you were you know investing in stocks and exchange traded funds in uh, 2008 in which you'd be probably a lot older <laughs> listening in and if that's the case that's great um, but i think that a lot of us learned a lot about what it really means to stomach that stuff and it's it's necessary to stay the course and stay locked in and trust the process but i think that's the first thing like that's a i think that's a big big learning that a lot of us would have had and if you weren't invested in exchange traded funds then you could kind of see like okay this is what it's like it went down and then it went up and that's pretty much what they do but in the long term they'll be going up to the right did you potentially learn that your employment situation can change at any moment so unfortunately 
it's a reality that a lot of people kind of got blindsided by this and they thought that their employment was a lot more stable than it actually was. And unfortunately, a lot of businesses did have to get lean and people were laid off. And that's why a lot of economic stimulus had to come in to help out the general population because that was a pretty widespread problem. And so I think that's the second thing, like employment, like, uh, like how reliable is it? Am I in a position if I were to lose my job that I have now or a job that I'm gonna get in the future, am I in a position to be prepared for another lockdown for some crazy shit to go down again, right? What lessons did we learn from that? What lessons did you learn from your own personal finances? Did you learn that you had a few holes in your ship as you were trying to navigate through these murky ass seas and you're trying to go through and you got holes and all these kind of shit, money's flowing out, you don't know what's going on and you don't have enough stored up? Like, did you have that, right? If you didn't, that's okay. But like. What I'm getting at with this whole thing is first thing you need to think about if there's a potential lock, what did I learn from the first time? How did I react? Where was my money at? Did I know? Did I get blindsided? Was I completely unprepared? Was I ready for it? So reflect on that and really try to have a good understanding of the lessons that you learned from that first wave and your personal relationship with money. Think about how you could improve your money situations to weather a lot of future uncertainty over the next few months. Of course, don't panic. You know, this isn't the apocalypse and it's not even for sure that this is going to get as serious as it was. I think a lot of us took, I think a lot of countries just were precautious and that's why we locked down so, so heavy and it worked for the most part. I'm not an expert at all, right? But for the most part, it worked. We were able to reopen successfully, more or less. And yes, there's a second wave, but it probably won't be necessary to lock down like we did before i may be wrong but i really think it's important to prepare for whatever and again it, it really comes down to learning lessons from the first time and and figuring out how you can prepare for the future so your next question is like okay well you know maybe i should take a look like how can i prepare well the fundamentals of personal finance don't really change here right such as you know having money put away for a rainy day having your consumer debt paid down as much as possible but to shore up your money in this specific situation you could definitely try to analyze your budget more frequently and really try to keep your dollars as close to you as possible keep a close eye on it and get leaner with some extra bucks such as i don't know canceling an underutilized service or bill prematurely like calling them like fuck it you know what i'm gonna save a few bucks here and, and, and you know i don't know let's say you got netflix you're watching netflix once a week fuck it. i mean i'm gonna cut it off i'll cut that off i'll cut i don't know some other subscription service and i'll um I maybe won't go shopping like I planned this week for new clothes or something like that, right? Just maybe get a little bit more lean over the next few weeks, you know, just kind of put away a few dollars just in case, right? Just kind of be mindful, keep an eye on your dollars. That's definitely something you can do and it's not too painful to do. I mean, it's just kind of a slight adjustment, you know, being a little bit safe, putting a little bit extra money away. But really it's just keeping a closer eye on your dollars, being more strict with your budget and maybe increasing your savings rate by five to 10% or something of that nature. Nothing too, too drastic. The difference between thriving, getting by, and getting into rough debt comes down to the choices that you and I make. What you buy and where and how you buy it. Despite an uncertain future, control what you're able to control and make those decisions accordingly. Unlike when the first pandemic hit, we have a better idea of what a second wave might look like. So use that to your advantage and understand how that may impact us. Although we don't know when it could happen, it is worth using this time to plan at least a little bit. We don't really know what the fuck's gonna happen, but try your best to plan because it's better than not having a plan at all. 
So first we talked about getting more locked in than usual with our budget, right? That's some, that's a more or less painless shift that you could make to kind of prepare you uh, to, you know, maybe go into this craziness that might be upon us, right? Now, I think it's a good idea to talk about what not to do. <laughs> what you absolutely do not want to do is start to speculate in the stock market. That is a big, big, big no-no. That is the biggest mistake that an investor can make. We don't know what tomorrow brings, as I've said about a billion times just now. Wall Street doesn't either. Nobody really does. Don't panic and stay calm if you're currently in the market. Stick to your plan. Don't panic and stay calm if you're currently in the market. Stick to your plan. Continue to buy low-cost index funds slash exchange-traded funds and keep it moving consistent don't deviate at all keep buying through it all the way through it if you haven't started investing don't let the news and current times dissuade you from starting the best time to start investing no matter what the hell is going on in the world and in the news and whatever's going on is today today has always been and always will be the number one time to invest your money so don't stay on the sidelines because you saw some stupid shit on cbc or cnn or cnbc or the Washington Post, or the Toronto Sun, or I don't care what news source said, the end of the world is tomorrow. It doesn't matter. The best day is always going to be today. So don't ever let those things stop you from starting and getting your journey going. So really what I'm trying to say here is that if you're investing, keep investing. That's amazing. Keep on doing more of that. And if you aren't, then get started. It doesn't matter what's going on. This should be more of a reason to invest and more of a motivator to build up that wealth and make some serious moves so that whatever friggin' crazy thing comes up in the future, that you have enough money that it, you literally don't even blink an eye, right? That's the goal. So God damn it, make, <laughs> make those moves, okay? So what I wanted to do today, I did this, I don't know, like 10 episodes ago or something like that is an extended q a so it's like a extended new money mailbag and i have a few questions uh, that i just want to kind of bang out and just kind of go through and haven't prepared them at all i'm just gonna fire them off and we'll see how it goes so the first is would you rather win the lottery or work at the perfect job and why um you know this is weird and i think i'm legit weird um for saying this but i don't even know if i'd love to win the lottery and the reason i say that like obviously if i want to be dope and i take the money and like fucking of course but i don't know man it's like uh it's like i don't know i feel like i feel dirty because i feel like my whole life i've wanted to like make something of myself you know what i mean and earn um a high wage and earn you know create net uh, create a high net worth and and build it from the ground and um, earn it and I, I, I want to earn it and I feel like that there's a lot of purpose in that and I feel like if I was just handed that I don't know man and it, I'd feel pretty shit and I'd always have that question of am I where I am today because I won the lottery or because I'm Nate and because I did what I had to do and um, you know that kind of stuff so, and I mean like again like obviously I take the money no questions about it but I don't know. It, it's just not a, the allure is kind of past me, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, so I'd definitely rather work at the perfect job if, if, and depending on how big the lottery is, right? Because um, if I can earn a great wage working at the perfect job, you know, if it's at my business or a business or whatever, that'd be great. So I'd 
probably pick that unless the lottery is like two billion or something fuck then i'd be like all right cool but take the money we'll figure everything else later can you relate the tortoise and the hare story to an investing to investing strategies been starting to do this for my kid um yeah for sure so i mean slow and steady wins the race right like it's a long game with investing um in the short term it's going to be kind of fucked it's going to be going up and down up and down up and down you really don't know what's going to happen um so you kind of just need to be patient and allow um yourself to watch those grow that grow over time so again slow and steady wins the race that's exactly how it works with investing so what are ways to think smartly about paying for grad school um well you know what i don't know too too much about grad school specifically but from what i understand there's a lot of um you could be like a ta you could i mean you could work a lot um you could pick up a side job you could apply for every bursary and grant you can and you could budget and manage your money i mean there isn't anything too specific um outside of grad school that you can do other than the fundamentals of putting some money away working your butt off living frugally living below your means and and really just trying to set yourself up so with a lot of situations all the fundamentals are going to come into it it's just how can you leverage you know your program as best as you can to provide income for yourself or provide stability or whatever it is. I mean, when I was in university, I leveraged the hell out of all the resources and financial resources that they had. I applied for every scholarship and, you know, bursary I could. And I was, you know, I did pretty well with some and they got paid out a good amount back in university, which is really nice. So uh, just leveraging your surroundings as best as you can is, is what I'd say is the best way to prepare for it. And other than that, it's just the fundamentals. What is a good debt equity ratio for a small business? I mean, I don't know, man. I haven't taken, I mean, I haven't taken um, like a business analyst class in a while. I'm, I'm pretty sure one to one was a pretty solid ratio. Um, you know, anything, any, any more leverage than that, I think was kind of, uh, you just probably think twice about it. But I'm, I'm pretty sure one to one is a pretty good ratio. Obviously, it depends on your, your, your return on it, right? So, um, you know, if you're if you're funding your business through debt um, and you're funding your growth through that and you're finding that, you know, your, your business is growing and you're growing more profitable and, and the, the business is still, you know, healthy and other metrics um, and you're able to service your debt effectively and, and that's not a problem at all, then that's a great way. Another way you could do it is through equity and, and, and selling off pieces of the business to to fund the business and grow, etc. Um, so, you know, I, I'm pretty sure one to one is a pretty good ratio from what I can remember. Now, obviously, that's going to depend on the industry as well. So, you know, what type of business is it? What's the industry average for debt to equity, right? It's not going to be a one size fits all thing. I mean, one to one's pretty healthy across the board, I'd say. But some industries tend to be more leveraged than others. So, I mean, I would if I was in, I don't know, Let's say I'm running a pizza shop and, you know, local restaurants there, um, the standard is one to two or something like that. Like, and, and I'm, you know, 0.5 to two or something like that. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it really depends. Some businesses, you know, they don't raise any debt. They like, they don't fund with any debt. And, um, you know, you could argue that they're, they're not, they're missing out on growth, right? It's, you know, miss, not using debt capital is, it can really kind of stagnate you to some degree right some because it's it's kind of hard to bootstrap and and expand really quickly right you're going to need outside capital if it's if it's not debt it's equity you know selling off pieces of the business whatever so i'd say yeah like uh, it really depends on the industry but one-to-one -one is pretty good
I think my favorite question was the debt to equity question. Um, so I'm going to throw a little surprise to 87 underscore DeFaso87 or something like that. <laughs> I think that's the name. I'm going to throw them a little surprise for asking uh, a really good question. So yeah, guys, um, I like to show some love back and give out a little prizes here and there if you if you ask a great question. So I made a story on Instagram and said that, you know, if you ask more questions, you know, a little surprise in it for you. So going to throw him a little gift you know ask me some questions man and I, I might throw you a little gift too appreciate it appreciate it but yes that is it for today guys thank you so much for tuning in quickly to wrap up the episode number one keep your dollars close to you homeboys home girls home people right um you know we don't know what's gonna go on just plan for the worst and hope for the best that's the best thing you can do number two keep investing and do not let this stop you from starting if you haven't started investing times will always be tough periodically like it's a lifetime game right there's gonna be ups and downs there's gonna be great times booms and shitty times and busts and all this kind of stuff but today's always been the best time today's always going to be the best time to get it going so let's get it going right and number three guys just stay calm try your best i know it's hard i freak out you freak out we freak out right but try your best to stay as calm as you can and try to be as optimistic as you can over the next few months guys thank you so so much for tuning in to another episode i really appreciate y'all i love y'all but for now i am out this mother peace